Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Three mistakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at frito This is the Stampede Blue Podcast, the official podcast of the Indianapolis Colts on the SB Nation Podcast Network. This is Dave Walker, and yes, we are almost there. Uh, training camp for the Indianapolis Colts starts in just 11 days from the publishing of this podcast. It starts Wednesday, July 27th at Grand Park Sports Campus, and we're almost there. We're almost to the NFL season. Uh, where we get on this podcast at least to talk about some real tangible topics, the progress of this team, etc. So to prepare for that over the next two weeks, we're going to talk about the biggest questions for the Colts going into the 2022 season. This week, we're going to talk about the offense. Next week, we'll talk about the defense. Uh, and then we'll be into the real meat and potatoes of the 2022 NFL season. All right, so the five biggest questions for the Colts offense going into 2022. I want to start at the top. This is the biggest one. It's the biggest move, arguably, for the Colts this offseason. And that first question is, what will the offense look like under new quarterback Matt Ryan? Uh, look, this is the biggest question. Obviously, last year was a bit of a disappointment with Carson Wentz, particularly with how the season ended. Uh, the Colts quickly moved on. Uh, and then when the opportunity opened up uh, to uh, facilitate the trade of just a third-round pick uh, to land the longtime Atlanta Falcons quarterback, uh, it made a ton of sense. And I know there are a lot of Colts fans, rightfully so, thinking we've got to get our quarterback of the future. Uh, and I understand that. But Ryan comes in with a ton of experience. He's 37 years old. Uh, the question of how long he'll be able to play at a high level is certainly a very good one. And that is uh, the, the biggest question for him going in. There's no doubt the guy's been uh, incredibly productive throughout his career, uh, won the MVP in 2016, will finish his career in the top 10 in multiple statistics, uh, it has one of the best completion percentages in NFL history, is an incredibly accurate quarterback. But what will it look like uh, for the Colts in 2022? Uh, personally, I think this is going to be a big upgrade. And I think uh, the fact that uh, he's coming in, he's going to be a better fit for what Frank Reich wants to do. Carson Wentz is talented, but I don't think he has uh, the refined game that Matt Ryan does. Uh, Matt Ryan operates out of the pocket, honestly, with the best of them. He has some of the best footwork in the league. His accuracy, uh, especially in the intermediate game, is is absolutely uh, just fantastic. Uh, if there's if there's a weakness to Matt Ryan's game, it's uh, he doesn't have the biggest arm. It, it's more than enough uh, in the NFL. There have been signs that is it, that has been falling off a little bit, uh, not to the point of being a detriment, but I, I think there have been times where the deep ball has been uh, challenging. Uh, but he's still able to hit it, and I think as long as he's got a relatively good pocket, Matt Ryan can operate an offense at a very high level. We've seen it. Uh, 
numerous times. And people point to his MVP season in 2016. But I think if you go and look even at 2018 with the Falcons, he had statistics that were almost identical to that 2016 season. A couple things. He is absolutely fantastic coming out of play action. I think that's going to be something you'll see a lot of this year from the Colts. Uh, So what will offense look like? I think a lot of play action. They'll still lean on Jonathan Taylor, obviously very heavily in the running game. Uh, But I I think one aspect to pay attention to that is not talked about enough in Matt Ryan's career is his ability to elevate the talent around him. And look, I know we sort of reserve that for the quote-unquote top-tier quarterbacks, but if you look at guys who have played with Ryan uh, in his career, guys like Mohamed Sanu, Austin Hooper, Taylor Gabriel. Uh, These are the first three guys that popped to mind. All of them, when playing with Matt Ryan, had their best years statistically with this quarterback. Uh, And the minute that they moved on and went to other teams, their production fell off uh, pretty, pretty dramatically. I think with Austin Hooper, you know, he was on the verge of of pushing up against, you know, into that uh, really productive tier of tight ends went to Cleveland and sort of fell off, had almost half the production he did under Ryan. Taylor Gabriel became a non-factor in Chicago uh, after having two really solid seasons with Matt Ryan. And, and Mohamed Sanu, same same story there, sort of bounced around ever since uh, you know some really good years in Atlanta. So I, I think that is an aspect of Ryan's game that could actually come to fruition here with Indianapolis, and I don't think it's talked about enough. So I think this offense is going to look better. I think we're going to see a lot of the guys play better with Matt Ryan at quarterback. All right, obviously, that leads into the second question, the second biggest question in my mind for the Colts. Other than Michael Pittman, who is going to step up at wide receiver? Uh, Look, Michael Pittman, I think, showed last year in his improvement from year one to year two that he is ready to take that next leap. I think year three is going to be a really, really good year for him especially with uh, Matt Ryan coming in, Reggie Wayne, a, a, you know, wide receivers coach. Uh, there's multiple options here, and I, I think at least one of them will step up. Uh, the first one that comes to mind, obviously, Paris Campbell, incredibly talented. The only question there is, can he stay healthy enough in year four to finally deliver on the promise that everyone sees? Everyone's, everyone talks about that promise. Frank Reich thinks this will be the year for him. Uh, we'll, we'll see if that actually happens. Next up, obviously, you have to talk about the rookie, Alec Pierce. Um, He's got the potential. Uh, On my previous podcast, I gave a really ambitious goal for what I think his rookie year may look like. Uh, This guy could take the top off. He's probably going to be playing predominantly on the outside. Uh, He can, you know, slide into the slot. So I I think there's, uh, you know, some potential really good mismatches for him. But he is someone that I think Ryan's going to fall in love with uh, just for his ability to make contested catches. Uh, and his, he, he really is sort of a guy that uh, can high point the ball and does not let the ball get through his hands. Uh, really love the potential here. Then you have to start talking about guys like Ashton Doolin, Mike Strachan, Derman, uh, Desmond Patman, pardon me, and how these guys, will any of them step up to a substantial level? And look, I think... Uh, of these, you know, Dolan could potentially have a better season. Um, you know, the rest are, I think, are going to contribute a little bit more than they have in the past. Uh, but I'm not going to rule out the potential of the Colts going out uh, and, depending on how training camp goes, looking at a veteran like T.Y. Hilton or maybe even Julio Jones, who lasted just one year in Tennessee. 
uh, after a, a Hall of Fame career in Atlanta. Um, obviously, pairing him back up with uh, Matt Ryan would make some sense. And, and T.Y. Hilton, you know, does he still have enough in the in the uh, in the tank to be a, a a really viable wide receiver two, or maybe even wide receiver three? Does he even want to take on a, you know a reduced role like that? Um, this is a very intriguing wide receiver group that honestly has boomer bust potential. Uh, I feel like Pittman is is uh, a known quantity at this point, but the rest. There are a lot of question marks, so we'll have to see how this one plays out in camp, but uh, this could be the position group that sees uh, has the most scrutiny on them uh, as we go into August. All right, before we talk about the last three questions, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back on the Stampede Blue podcast. This is David Walker. We're talking about the top five questions for the Colts offense going into training camp, which starts on July 27th, just 11 days away. All right, number three on this list, we already talked about Matt Ryan. We talked about the wide receivers. With Jack Doyle, uh, the legendary tight end retired, who is going to step up at the tight end position? Uh, obviously, the first name that has to come to mind is Mo Ali Cox. Uh, 316 yards last year. I think his production will increase. I think he'll be the biggest benefactor. But the, the Colts double-dipped at tight end in this draft class. Uh, look, Kyle Granson, I think, is there as a blocking tight end. I don't think he's going to substantially uh, improve as a receiving tight end. Maybe he proves us wrong uh, and, and breaks out for 500 yards. <laughs> I just I don't see that happening. Um, the name that I'm the most intrigued by here is Jelani Woods out of Virginia. Look, he's very raw. Uh, he really didn't start breaking out as an offensive talent, uh, uh, you know, production-wise, until his last year. And he is a guy, though, that has, has all the physical tools to be uh, a, a big-time tight end in this league. Um, if you believe in Raz scores, he was off the charts. He was you know, in that top, top tier all-time for tight ends uh, in the NFL. And Andrew Ogletree, out of Youngstown State, you know, taken later in the draft, I think a lot of people are thinking, okay, this guy's you know, going to be more of an inline blocker, but... You look at the physical tools. He's got them as well. Now, tight end is a notoriously hard position to adjust to in the NFL. I don't think either of these guys are going to suddenly become 1,000-yard receivers. Let's be very clear about that. But I do think you could see Woods, in particular, contribute as a red zone threat in his first year. I think Mo Cox will probably pick up the majority of yards that Jack Doyle left behind. But keep an eye on Woods. I think he could be someone that... You know, picks up several touchdowns uh, as the season progresses. He's got the the size, the speed, uh, and then you know smaller packages. He could be really productive uh, in you know three or four snaps a game. So these are the guys to pay attention to. Obviously, losing Jack Doyle hurts, um, and this is more of a position where you're looking at the long term. Uh, and I think for right now, probably Mo Ali Cox, but definitely keep an eye on Jelani Woods and even Andrew Ogletree in training camp and see how these guys develop. They could be uh, surprises in 2022, at least on a small scale. All right, fourth biggest question going into training camp, and maybe this one should have moved been moved uh, to near the top, but who will be the starter at left tackle? Um, look, the, the Colts believed in Matt Pryor enough to get him a one-year deal instead of bringing back Eric Fisher but not enough to sign him to a long-term deal. Uh, and then they turned around and they drafted the very intriguing uh, third-round uh, offensive tackle prospect, uh, Bernard Raymond, 
who is probably going to compete for that position at left tackle. Um, Matt Pryor uh, doesn't have a ton of experience starting at left tackle. However, he did finish 2021 fairly strong, had a great game against the Raiders. I think they, they see some potential there, but they're not. it's clear the Colts aren't willing to completely bet on that yet. I think he will be the presumed starter going into training camp. Uh, obviously, this is an important position to lock down. Uh, with a quarterback like Matt Ryan, you don't want him uh, you know, worrying about his blind side you know, operating out of the pocket. Uh, that said, you know, Raymond is still relatively new to the left tackle position. You know, as we've talked about before, he is a converted tight end, uh, who is incredibly athletic and to his credit has adjusted very quickly to the left tackle position in college. But that leap from college to the NFL can be a very, very, uh, difficult one. And, you know, Raymond has all the physical tools, you know, I hate to bring this up. He's got you know, those shorter arms, which I think is, you know, probably exaggerated a little bit as far as it's, it's, uh, how much that matters at the NFL level. And there's been some talk of Raymond potentially sliding inside. Could he be someone that they really envision more as, uh, you know, a top tier, maybe an all pro, uh, level candidate, uh, as an interior offensive lineman, someone that goes in at right guard instead of necessarily at left tackle. Um, Honestly, I, I think they have an eye on him competing at left tackle, at minimum using him to push Matt Pryor uh, and not just give Matt Pryor the position without some sort of challenge. Um, right now, I think Matt Pryor is probably going to be the starter day one, uh, but definitely keep an eye on Raymond. I think uh, how they use him in camp, does he exclusively get used at left tackle or do they start moving him around and seeing if he can fit in at right guard? Do they see if he's someone that uh, may do better on the interior? Um, th- this is a very intriguing question. Presuming Matt Pryor, but I don't think anything is an absolute certainty at this point at this critical position. All right. Last question for me going into 2022 on this Colts offense. And it's going to seem silly, but look, this is the reality of the NFL. Is can Jonathan Taylor repeat his dominant, dominant 2021 season. Uh, And all the pieces are there. The thing that's different from 2021, obviously, is the addition of Matt Ryan. The passing offense should be better than it was under Carson Wentz. I think the, uh, the fact that Michael Pittman is going to step up. I think you've got Alec Pierce, who I think is going to have a strong rookie season. Uh, and look, I haven't even talked about guys like Naheem Hines, who I think are going to have you know a much bigger role in this offense and be used uh, in, in you know better than they were with uh, Wentz at quarterback. I think the passing game is going to be a much better passing game in 2022. I think that's going to take some of the pressure off of Jonathan Taylor. That said, uh, even though I think Taylor's product, his his production, his pure numbers may fall. I think his actual productivity is going to be the same. He's just not going to touch the ball as much. And if anything, I actually think he's going to be used even more in the passing game than he was last year. Um, I, I, I could see a situation where Taylor uh, doesn't quite make it to 1,700 yards or 1,600 yards, but where uh, you know instead of him carrying the ball you know 330, 340 times, he's closer to that 300 mark, but is you know kept fresh throughout the season. Uh, and the Colts are able to lean a little bit more on uh, the passing game. So I still think Jonathan Taylor's the best running back in the league. I don't care what ESPN says, having him ranked number two. It's a, a ridiculous ranking in my head. 
Uh, I think Taylor is still the best in the league, but I think they're they're going to be intentional about trying to not ride him out uh, or drive him into the ground the way that Tennessee has uh, with Derrick Henry. So I think Jonathan Taylor, still the best running back in the league. His numbers may not be as completely dominant as they were in 2021, but I think his overall productivity is going to be the same, if not better, with some of that pressure taken off of his shoulders. Uh, and look for Naheem Hines to have a little bit bigger role in 2022 in his fourth season uh, in, in compared to what he did in 2021. So that's it, guys. Those are the top five questions for the Colts offense heading into training camp, which is, again, starts Wednesday, July 27th at Grand Park Sports Campus. Really excited to get this 2022 NFL season started with Indianapolis. Uh, if you disagree with these, if you have other questions about the offense, please let me know. You can follow on Twitter at NFLDW and, of course, our articles daily at StampedeBlue.com. This is David Walker. Thank you guys for listening in. We'll talk with you next time.